Hello and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Ted Berg, joined on the line for the second time this week by begrudging guest and show <laughs> producer, Miss Hemel Javeri. Hemel, how are you? Dad, what's up? It's I have to say, week. yeah, for someone for someone so begrudging, <laughs> you certainly seemed eager to do two podcasts this week. I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I think I committed to doing it on Tuesday, and I will say that by Friday morning, I've come to rethink that decision. <laughs> well, um, especially because we have questions from the internet, and you're going to hate all of them. Because, I know. So now, on top of being down on food questions, <laughs> Hemel is also down on hypotheticals. Uh, well, I will say that our audience loves hypothetical questions, and I tend to be more of a current events kind of person. But we can't doesn't doesn't we, really care about current events. We can't. Yet. No, we can't. We're not going to talk about current events. We're, no, 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 no. We don't need to. I mean, I we don't. We can skip the the big breaking news stuff, which you know we leave to. Um, let's just say people who are paid to talk about stuff like that. Or uh, us even... when we're not being recorded. Yeah, exactly. Or, but, but it would be nice if somebody had some thoughts on even anything remotely that was happening in the world that, that they wanted to ask questions about versus which hypothetical sport would you play if you didn't have to wear a belt or something like that. That's a good question. <laughs> and, um, and we do have – so we have – we we're going to start with this is a topical hypothetical. What about that? Does that count? Okay. Yeah, well, let's let's see what the question is. It's first. from Charles, uh, okay. Charles Curtis by Charles Curtis on Twitter, who always asks a question and always asks us pretty much the best question. Uh, and he, this is tied to Michael Phelps, the swimmer, is apparently racing a shark. Do you know this? Yeah, I yeah. do know this, He's, and I think it's a great gimmick. Um, it is, unless he gets eaten by a shark, right? I think he could fight off the shark. I'm, no I'm pretty sure it's going to be a small shark. Okay. I, it's not like a giant great white shark. Though. Yeah. Um, Is it? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't know I'm enough. I, I've like. Details. I've seen. I've seen that this is happening a bunch of times. And from what I understand, they're taking lots of safety precautions because oh I guess God. to to get the shark to swim in the right direction, there needs to be some sort of bait besides Michael Phelps, right? Right. So, yeah, you need to chum the waters a little bit. <laughs> right, because lots of people have raced sharks and lost. That's a shark attack. <laughs> um, but but he, I think that they're going to be separated this, in some way. Is this live? Is this happening live? I hope not i mean that's like a potential disaster right i yeah but it, it really adds i mean it adds it ratchets up the watchability factor if it's actually happening live 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah i think it might actually well maybe it's not live but it's it certainly sounds like they haven't shot it yet right like they haven't done the actual michael yeah. phelps swims against a shark thing right and i guess we'll hear if it goes awry <laughs> Um, yeah, the yeah, we'll find out very quickly. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know if I want to get into this, but that was that's one of those things where it's like, look, Michael Phelps seems like a great guy, and I hope nothing happens to him. But if something happens to you because you chose to race against a shark, like I don't, I don't really have too much sympathy, right? Yeah. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not racing a shark because my family loves me. 
I mean, right? Like it's just like I don't want to get eaten by a shark. So why would I? Why would I do that to the people who love me? That I would risk my life like that. I, I assume he's not actually risking his life here. I'm just saying I, if that's, I if that's that the gimmick. I mean, yeah, or I or if you're like I perform on stage with the tiger, then when the tiger attacks you, like you, I'm sorry. I just, I don't really I don't really feel all that bad for you because you I I feel the same way and I know people think that that is like that I don't have a lot of empathy but I'm not a big risk taker so I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who take unnecessary like excessive risks yeah you know like like those guys who are like wingsuit flyers and right they jump off of a cliff without an without a parachute oh god like, yeah like I read the yeah, story like, oh I I. Do yeah. you feel bad that you died? But I don't have a lot of sympathy for that because you were really asking for it. That's just dumb. Yeah, I read this story about a woman who is a part of the wingsuit. Uh, and it's a horrible story. It's so sad. This woman who's part of the wingsuit community and has had like three different husbands that she's met and fallen in love with through wingsuiting. Yeah. And they've all died because they wingsuit. That's their hobby. That's like, and like, you've, yeah, like, I, that's horrible for that woman that someone should, that your love, that you, your appreciation for wingsuiting should lead you to so much sadness in this life. But at some point, right. like, you kind of need to reconsider your hobby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and, and it is it is definitely not a laughing matter but yes there's you know like if you're gonna race against a shark or if you're gonna jump off a cliff without a parachute there's a there's a wide multitude of things that can go wrong and uh, i i don't have a lot of sympathy if if one of those things does happen yeah like and, and i'm not a not risk taker right like i'm i think i'm a reasonable right. risk taker if it says like if if it's something where it's like oh i'm probably not gonna die doing this and i'm probably not gonna seriously mm. injure myself i'll take a chance but i'm not if it's like oh well that's how you die then i don't want to do that no, I'm I'm very very risk averse. Like I will never skydive and I'll never bungee jump. Um, not just because one, I think that like but I, like those I are both fairly. Yeah, are... those are fairly safe. But I'm saying that's how risk averse I am. It's like there's a very slim chance that something goes wrong with your equipment. I'm not taking that chance. That's fair. I also, you know, I also like I don't like heights, so I'm never gonna do stuff like that. But yeah, I'm very risk averse. So anybody that wants to willingly jump off of a cliff. I, I don't I don't really know why you would do that. I don't like the physical feeling of descending that fast. You know, like it, it yeah. you get that feeling like even on a roller coaster in your stomach and such and I don't really oh, like yes. that. So I don't think bungee jumping w- would be for me. For skydiving the hold up and obviously you're descending extremely fast, but I think just being able to see that and do that might be a worthwhile experience. What mm-hmm. gets me about that is they don't let you skydive and I get why, but when you start skydiving you have to have have like the skydiving dude strapped on your back and like that's not that's not something i want to experience while like (laughs) attached to a stranger you (laughs) know you kind of yeah you'll you'll like a you're like a baby being carried right yeah so that that part is that part of it is not for me if there were like a safe skydiving that i could do myself and feel confident that i'm gonna pull it off which i don't on my own then i might do it but yeah i mean especially your first time there's no way no and that's which is why it's not going to happen. Which is why it's not um, going to happen. Unless unless someone's like, hey, you're dying in two months. I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to skydive. <laughs> All right, what's Charles's question about Charles's we question is, this is, uh, this is, you're going to hate it. What animal would you challenge to a competition? Oh, Jesus Christ. Like any kind of competition or like 
would I race a cheetah kind of thing? I mean, would you race a cheetah? The cheetah dumb. No, of course not. I would die. The you'd race a cheetah. You me instantly. You'd be well. Again, it's like we're we're going. We're assuming there's some sort of separation. Uh, you would actually probably beat a cheetah in a distance race. I think that 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 humans are uh, not me, but you for sure. Uh, humans are the best <laughs> distance running mammals. So like the cheetah would have you over like a hundred yards, but if you ran like two miles, I think you'd take the cheetah. Oh, okay, yeah. I feel like if it was a closed course, like, he couldn't climb over and kill me, maybe I'd be willing to consider it. Um, Did she just kill people? Is that a thing? Uh, They're predators. They're predators, but they're pretty small, right? I feel like they wouldn't want to mess with a human. No, I think that they, if they felt like they were being threatened, or if you were, like, the only prey... On the on the prairie or, or wherever cheetahs are, like you know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know anything about cheetahs. We're just gonna talk about them, though. Uh, all right. So so would you? So you would race? You would race something? Uh, I don't know. I gotta think about this because again, it's not my favorite question, um, Charles. You've let me down. But I might have a better answer. What's yours? I mean, I think you know where I'm at on this because we've discussed it before. I want to fight a goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you always say this. You, I want to fight a goat. I I don't think I will ever fight a goat because I don't I wouldn't want to fight an unwilling goat and right. goats can't talk so you can't get a goat to be like yeah hell yeah let's go so no, unless you're not gonna win the goat is going the no. goat is going to like swiftly give you a head injury I feel confident I could take a goat Mm-mm. I think that I have I think that the goat yeah maybe has can take me on physical strength. And I, I, but I believe that I would outwit the goat with my superior human intellect and conquer it in so, a one-on-one fight. And honestly, I wish a goat would. I wish a goat would. If a goat <laughs> stepped to, I'd fight the goat. You'd fight the goat. I, here's the thing. The thing is that I don't disbelieve this. Um, but I think that you are sadly, sadly mistaken. But, you know, we should see what we can do about getting you in the ring with a goat. You would watch that. You wouldn't watch bullfighting, but you'd watch me fight a goat. Yeah, because I think the goat would win. I really like the goat's <laughs> chances. So I won't watch bullfighting, but I will watch Ted get his ass kicked by a goat. See, but I would feel I, – I wouldn't – it would – I would. I, it's not going to happen because, again, like I would feel bad about how badly I would defeat the goat. <laughs> That I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the things I know I would have to do to a goat to beat it in a fight. But I think if it came to it, I could do those things. There's no way. What What could you possibly do to the goat? Kick you know it. what? Don't Kick don't describe it, really it because hard. I don't want Kick to know. It. Wait until it charges you and jump up and jump on its back, right? And take it to the <laughs> ground. And I think once you get to the goat to the ground, it's it's mine. Oh, my God. I don't believe that. I think those things have four very brutal legs that they know how to use. So you're going to get kicked I think if I jump, places. if I jump on its back, I think, I don't know, I think maybe you break the goat's legs. Like, I don't oh know. I don't know how sturdy the goat's legs are, right? This is just cruel. This yeah, that's what cruel. I'm saying. That's why I'm not going to fight a goat. So I'll say, I'll say that I also know confidently that I could defeat a bird in the building of birdhouses. Um, right, birds have had birds take mil- a very long time to build houses. millions of years of evolution. They're at a natural, disa- and, at a natural disadvantage. Yeah, but they're still trying, right? And like, like every single generation of birds tries to build birdhouses. They build nests, and every single seventh grade shop class student can build a much nicer looking birdhouse. 
Right. I you're but now you're just being mean to the birds. The birds have a lot less that they're working with, okay? They don't so, really have opposable thumbs or hands or fingers. Um or like bandsaws or the stuff you yeah. get to use. Uh but I I mean come up with they, be better then. Be better birds, right? <laughs> like humans, we got that stuff. We evolved. Come at me. Like, I don't know. I'm going to I I will stick with my racing a cheetah. All but right. we got to make sure it's like a 5k. Yeah, yeah, you don't want a short you don't want a short course race against no. a cheetah. Uh this question uh this another No, actually I don't know that this is a bad question for you. Uh it's from our man at Citar. Again, a regular question regular asker. Regular listener. Regular listener. Um he says I'm actually interested in your answer on this. He says, mm-hmm. Would your life change in any meaningful or interesting way if science perfected creating a good steak without the cow so here is my answer and i actually do think this is a good question because it ties back to what we talked about probably a couple of weeks ago when you found that book about like veganism or whatever like Mm -hmm. reducing your carbon footprint on luke's desk yes i do think that my life would change significantly because what would happen is that if you could get like if you could make meat without <clears throat> actually, if you could get people to eat what they thought is meat without it av- actually having to be meat, we would reduce our global warming footprint by a huge amount. Even if, do you know what I mean? Even if they only ate a fraction less of actual meat, it would have a huge impact on the planet. So yeah, I think it would. Well, you're talking life. about on a on a global scale. I'm saying that so because yes. for, for most vegetarians I know, I think right. everyone, every vegetarian I regularly interact with besides you was a meat eater who still right. kind of likes meat and just no longer eats meat. And so for all of them, I think a a fake steak would be a 100 percent thing where they'd be like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'll eat that. Would no. you Would you have any interest in eating that? No, I hate all kinds of fake meat. I don't like even the fake hot dogs where I know it's like made out of something fake, um, but it still looks like a hot dog. I can barely put that in my mouth just because it looks like a hot dog. Okay, so just the th- it's so the thought of meat disgusts you so much yeah. that the fake steak. Even if I was like, Hamlet, you should try fake steak. It tastes like real steak. This is just you wouldn't just be curious to know what steak tastes like. No, I I think I would maybe be curious to know what fake seafood tastes like but huh. aside from that i have zero interest in figuring out what steak tastes like i can tell you right now is it not as good as steak not as good as fake <laughs> steaks steak is yeah, better than seafood people really really love steak that seems to be like the big like the a plus number one thing meat consumers go after is steak or hamburger um yeah right? i'm that's that's i i i like all of the meats mm-hmm. but i would say like beef is the staple best. I don't even know that I eat more beef than any other meat, but it's that's like steak is the fancy one, and steak is right. also happens to be the easiest one to prepare at home, so I wind up right. eating a lot of steak here. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, for me, I would... If there, if someone came up with a fake steak that tasted just like regular steak, I would eat it constantly. Like I don't, I don't need it to be from a cow. I just want to have that in my mouth and stomach. So isn't that isn't? <clears throat> but it's also the meat that's the worst for you, right? Uh, I don't know. I think it depends on on how, like it's high in cholesterol, but it's also super high in protein. So oh, right. like I don't know that there's I don't know that it's necessarily better or mm-hmm. worse. For, like it might be 
better for you than pork? Uh, and, and I think it depends on the cut of beef and the cut of the other meats. Like, it's not going to be as good for you as chicken, which is low-fat and super high-protein. Uh, but it's also tastier than chicken. I got it. Uh, I, I would say that, no, long tail, yeah, I think it'd have a huge impact on my life because I think it's would really help with our global warming situation. But personally, on a day-to-day level, not not in the least. Yeah, I would, I have, like, no, like, I have no, I think that's for, there's, like, that would be the, there would be people who would be like, oh, turn in your man card, you can't eat a fake steak. But I would yeah. definitely, if it tasted like a real steak, I don't care. I would eat it. I just, for me, like, I've had that, uh, there's a fake burger that is the same thing. It's a scientifically, yes. like, they use plant protein to create the yeah. burger, and it's closer to real meat. Have you, have I, you tasted that? I have. I have. I ate it. Um, it's closer to real meat than other. I've, I've tried a bunch of different vegetarian meats and fake things like that. Um, it's closer to real meat than, than most of those, but it still is clearly not a cheeseburger. <laughs> I'm curious to try that. That might be the one thing that I would eat just for curiosity's sake, well, just to see what it tastes like. So, like, and and in this case, in that case, like, it's a very thin burger, and for and I think anyone who told would tell you this, like, if you go to McDonald's, uh, even if you're going to Taco Bell for a taco, like for things with ground beef, there's so little beef in those things that it's not really the beef that makes it good. It's that the McDonald's burger, like, it's got the greasy bun and the cheese and the and the pickles and and ketchup and mustard, and it tastes like all those things. And and it just happens to have this thin layer of beef in there. Okay. So I, you might enjoy that. I, I it, might try, yeah. Because it's not really that. all that. It's, it's not really all that meaty of a thing. Um, all right. So we're on we're on similar pages. It would change our lives. Uh, but not not directly for you. Uh, we got more questions. Let's see. Let's find a... I'm, I'm trying to find a good... Oh, we have a related question. From Shay Straussman at Shay Straussman on Twitter, uh, he says this might not be your biggest expertise to me, which he's right, um, and I don't know that you have a great answer for this either. He wants to know about MLB stadiums that have good vegetarian options. Do you know of any? So I have only been to a handful of MLB stadiums. I unfortunately am not like you and well versed in traveling the country and going to various ballparks. Uh, but the but there has been a huge trend recently in like the kind of concession food that you can get that is, mm-hmm. you know, even from what the Nats have been in DC for what, 10 years, a little bit more than that. Yeah. How long has that Since been? 2005. Since 2005. So like 12 years. So when they started out, your concession food was very, very basic, right? It was pizza, hot dog, French fries. That right. was what you were getting and maybe a popcorn or pretzel here and there, but that was such the basics. And then I would say in that, but now the options are insanely limited. Like you can get every kind of gourmet food that you could possibly want. So Nat Stadium has um, Hard Times and Ben's Chili Bowl, which makes really good vegetarian chili options, which I really do. Like. They really? Yeah. I love really I love Ben's Chili Bowl so much. Yes. So all right. and that's, that's good always to know. Really good. Um, and then they always have like all these different various carts where if you are willing to like look around and hunt a little bit. Like I remember the last time we were there we got some like great vegetarian dim sum. Like it was just like little pockets of stuff that they gave to you that you could, you know, obviously take back to your seat and eat. So there are a huge variety of options. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, and I'm very impressed. So, like in in San Francisco, they're famous for their garlic fries. That's a vegetarian mm-hmm. option. Uh, they're pretty good. You know, they're I think they may be slightly overrated by Giants fans, but they're pretty good garlic fries. They smell incredible when you like walk into the concourse and you smell them. It's like I need to have that. Uh, I'm I'm trying like obviously as Shay guesses, I'm not eating a lot of vegetarian meals at at stadiums. Uh, so yeah, but I would say that that increasingly more and more vegetarian options are available and you also can't go wrong with a pretzel is pretty good i yeah pretzel is always a good fallback right it's enough just like just tasty enough for you to keep eating it and it's relatively inexpensive and it'll keep you full it'll like soak up all the beer yeah i find like a lot of times at ballparks i don't want to eat a meal i would say that this is my biggest gripe with ballpark food is that there are not enough snack sized portions of food and a lot of times i just want a snack and not a whole meal Mm -hmm. um and a pretzel is a fairly good snack size thing yeah, fairly good snack size thing that you don't really have to distract from your actual job. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, and I will give another shout out to the pretzels at the Mets Spring Training Home in Port St. Lucie, where they grill the pretzels over charcoal before they serve them to you. Ooh, so they're like piping, yummy. they're piping hot. They're not necessarily salted. They they salt them like at request. So, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really like the salt on the pretzels. So mm-hmm. you can get unsalted, hot, charcoal grilled pretzel. Extremely good. It's so it's this is a bit of a uh, digression, but is like the how hot food is is that important to you or will you just eat anything? Because Indian people, like the hotness of food is very very important to them. Like it has to be piping hot when they get it. Um, it depends on the food. Obviously, I do tend to prefer hot food like I want to know it's fresh I mean mostly I think that probably the freshness matters more to me than the actual physical temperature except Mm -hmm. that like of something being lukewarm it it usually implies to me it's been sitting around for a while and if it's been sitting around for a while I can usually taste that right okay um so yeah so I would say that does and like I like this actually came up this week my wife and I just like we went to we went out to dinner and got a ton of fried chicken and only ate half of the fried chicken and so then there's the debate of like do we want it cuz cold fried chicken is okay but mm-hmm. I if given the option I will heat up the the leftover fried chicken just like I would heat up the leftover pizza which is the thing Oh okay yeah right like I, a lot I of people very, eat... I put a yeah I would just eat it cold Right, I would I would eat the cold pizza. It depends on the situation, right? Like if I'm waking up in the morning, and this doesn't happen anymore because I'm an adult. Right. But like if <laughs> if you're waking up in the morning and you're hungover and there's a box of pizza there and you're just right. like, ugh, and then you just I would eat a slice of that pizza, um, not even cold because it's just been left out overnight. Um, but if it's like, oh, I have a leftover slice of pizza and I'm gonna have that for lunch, I will heat that up. All right, that makes sense. I yeah. agree with you on that point yeah. as well. All right, we're we're. This is a strange. I know we're very agreeable. Yeah, find, we, let's find something that we can argue about, please. Dennis wants to know: <laughs> basketball is the only one of the major sports in which players <laughs> don't wear a belt. Is that weird? It's weird. <laughs> Dennis, you know I'm so mad at this question. I think we were supposed uh, to go. I think Dennis, I we may have been supposed to go on Dennis's podcast today, and we what happened was wow. so we. Did we 
Did we bail on Dennis? We didn't intentionally. I think I did. I By we, I mean right, me, because right, right. he emailed me like, hey, can you guys do this day? And I was like, yes, I can. Let me check with Hemel and get back to him. And then I thought I got back to him, and then I never – I turned – and I was like, why are we not doing that today? I never heard back from him. But really, it was – the ball was in my court, and I was supposed to get back to him, and I didn't. So I blew oh. that. Um, no, so that's on that, me. Sorry, like Dennis. Dennis. That's why we're taking your question, which yeah, is just, is it like weird? Is it weird that um, they don't wear a belt? No, I don't think it's weird. Well, I don't think hockey players wear belts. They have like the big, they have like a belt cup thing, right? Like they have like a padded belt thing, I think. Oh, uh, they have these like padded shorts that I think they suspender on. Okay. I'm, I'm very sketchy on the details, quite honestly. Uh, uh, I'm looking, I'm Googling hockey player belt. Soccer players don't have belts. Soccer players don't have belts. Um, but that's not a major sport. What are you talking about? MLS I mean, is not a major sport. No, it doesn't count. MLS does not count as one of, like, that's a standard thing, like the four major sports, U.S. sports. I'm not saying, that's not a knock on soccer. It's just, it's, MLS doesn't I, I match for popular. It, no, it's, that's just an old, like, it's just, that's just the traditional. You're just saying that that's just the tradition, that Dennis is meaning this in a very traditional When way. people say four, the four major sports, he says the four major sports. When you say that, it, it implies the NHL, the NFL, like, in, in the U.S., the NHL, mm. NFL, MLB, and NBA. Those are the four majors, right? right. Now, it's not a knock on the MLS. Maybe no, it'll I get there. The it's just not. It's not saying. there. Yeah. I yeah. I I'm gonna argue that the logic of this question is flawed. Because um, you think hockey players? <laughs> I don't know enough about hockey equipment to say that hockey players wear or don't wear belts. Um, I thought that they had some sort of like big pad thing, but that might be the boxing cup thing that I'm thinking of. Um, I, I mean, as far as I know, they wear. They wear a lot of stuff. They do wear a lot of stuff. They've got the shoulder pads. They've got the gear. They've got these big shorts that they put on. But I am unsure that they actually wear belts, quite honestly. That when I look up hockey player belt on on Google Images, it mostly shows hockey players posing with WWF wrestling belts. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's a part of standard issue equipment. Like, they've got knee pads. They've got shoulder pads, all that stuff. So they're wearing suspenders to keep those pants up. Yeah, they're wearing, like... I don't even know if those are suspenders. It's it just does shorts. seem so. It does. They're just wearing shorts. But how they're are they staying wearing, on? How are they staying on? They're like elastic. Like they could uh, be yeah. suspenders, but there's not like a, there's not a belt that these guys are wrapping like to tie around their waist. Because I'm thinking so of football like, players wear belts. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, uh, okay. You wear definitely wear a belt in football, and you definitely wear a belt in baseball. And I like I want to even throw a shout out to baseball and football belts because like this is a. a insider information about me like i would say like 90 percent of the time i'm wearing a belt if i'm not tucking in my shirt to the belt the belt Mm. is probably an athletic belt of some sort they're way more comfortable (laughs) and easier to deal with than like traditional nice leather belts with buckles so i just wear a like i have extra baseball belts and if i need a belt just for simply for the purpose of holding up my pants it's probably a baseball belt Wow, I've never noticed that, and I find that very weird. You probably you're an won't. Adult. You never will. You never will because I will be. I would. I don't tuck in my shirt very often. Um, no, and, but, I can attest to that. Yeah. I haven't seen you tuck in a shirt. Right. If you did, um, well, if I did, if I was tucking in a shirt, I wouldn't wear a baseball belt because you look like a crazy person. But if I just for the simple for the utilitarian aspect of it, I prefer a baseball belt. Um, because it's it's fully adjustable. It's like it's good. You can take it in. You can let it out. You don't need to worry about your loops. It's good. 
Um, so I, but I don't know why basketball guys. So like, why couldn't if the basketball shorts are good enough to stay up with just elastic, then why can't they just make baseball pants like that? Yeah, I don't understand why baseball players need belts either. Uh, it's got a, it's a weird style thing, I guess. And but I mean, it feels it feels like I, maybe it's just that baseball and, and football involve so much more bending over than basketball that you need the belt, right? Like in, in uh, ba- basketball players tend to, I mean, they don't fall down a lot, but there's a little bit of you know tugging and shoving and stuff. For sure, for sure. But like you fall down infrequently enough that, and you go down infrequently enough that maybe you just hike up your pants real quick, you know, if they if they yeah. start to slide. Whereas baseball, like and especially football with like a, like linemen people getting down in three point stances it would be like a a, a butt crack show if, <laughs> if there were no belt you need a belt all right i i'll give you that i'm not arguing that baball shouldn't have belts okay um, yeah. yeah i'm not i'm not arguing that My, i didn't I'm think you were. that i think hockey players don't don't have belts is what i'm saying all right i i right. buy that i would defer to your expertise on that uh, Luke Curtinine wants to know, <laughs> how long is it acceptable to chew the same piece of gum? Oh, good God. Uh, uh less than five minutes. Uh, put it in your mouth what? and pop it right back out what? once the flavor is gone. Do you yeah, not like why, gum? Why would you? No, I don't like gum. Why would I chew gum? I'm not a child. Do you, you don't, you don't <laughs> chew gum at all? Like, what about to freshen your breath? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and your breath will be fresh within, like, as soon as, like, that minty flavor is gone, then you spit it out. No, no, that's not like it for what? me. So gum, so first of all, I don't know if you, you may have, I'm sure you've noticed. I don't know. I don't know the extent to which people notice this, but I am almost always chewing on something. Like unless I'm actively talking or mm. someplace when someone's looking, like I'm chewing on something. It's best if I have gum, but if I don't have jum, gum, I will frequently chew on, because I'm also always drinking coffee and often iced coffee, so I always chew on the straw after I finish my coffee, which is like kind of gross. Yeah, um, that's a, just a bad habit that you have. It is. It's past that. It's just like <laughs> that's just life now. I just chew on stuff, and so it's good for me to have gum. So like, I find that chewing gum, and like I will do it if I put gum in my mouth. I will chew on it until I next eat. Basically, like, oh, that's that's what happens. And and that's it's not disgusting. It's not even like a conscious thing. It's just like there's something. I'm chewing, I'm satisfied, I'm keeping my mouth engaged, and, right. and I will just, and it will just stay there until it's time no. to remove the gum to eat something. I think, yeah, that's, that's definitely, uh, yeah, that to me is just like, it's kind of gross. Like, that is just a piece of whatever that's going to be in your mouth for a very long time that doesn't need to be in there. I guess so. Uh, yeah. God, I guess the, so. the purpose of gum is to like freshen your mouth a little bit. But what's grosser? And... What's better, like chewing on the gum for two hours or chewing on the Poland Spring Bottle cap for two hours? <laughs> I mean, uh, at least the, both are both are not preferable. Um, uh, the Poland Spring, I think you would at least be a little bit more embarrassed about, right? At least nope. that you're just like. <laughs> It's it's not a conscious thing, so it's shameless. I, then, I know. And then I'll well, be you somewhere. Just got a weird, you and, just got a weird fixation, and so that's why you need gum. Well, then I'll be and I'll, your yeah, mouth busy. I'll be like with someone I don't know that well, and they're like, "What are you chewing on?" And I'll be like, "What am I chewing on?" And you're like, "Oh, you know what it is? It's a little plastic ring from the inside of the uh, the vitamin water cap." Yeah, uh, that's yeah, gross. Like, don't don't worry about that. That's just this thing I decided to peel off the bottle and shove in my mouth. That's probably well, you're. I mean, you're using gum to you know enable that so right i'm not saying it's better or worse but like how long should you chew on a piece of gum 
like once the flavor's gone, like like about five minutes, and then you spit it out. No, that's just not how. That's just not how I roll. I yeah, that's just yeah. I, I can swallowed see that. a bottle cap one time and went to the hospital, and they were you twelve? Mo- no, it was like four years ago, <laughs> oh and. God. And they basically, they tried to, like, fish it out and couldn't. Oh, my God. And then they, Man, they, adulthood is going real well for you. Yeah, guys. and then they sent me home with a note that said, like, your small child has f- swallowed a foreign object. <laughs> and, like, all the follow-up instructions were based on the the the, the patient being, like, three years old. Oh, and my I was, God. I think I was 29. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, great job so, so i tried to chew great gum job. i tried to chew gum because like and like my wife gets nervous i'm gonna choke because i'm yeah various choking hazards so it's good for me to have gum i like gum i yeah i mean if you have a history of swallowing things that you're chewing on please do stick to gum <laughs> right because uh, gum little known fact not actually harmful at all to swallow you yeah know? not actually harmful yeah. if you swallow so it it's so. just a made-up thing that's how they get you in like for that to keep little kids from swallowing their dumb gum but why we didn't even, who even bothers why are we even bothering there's nothing because there's no what fine. if it gets stuck in their little tracheas or whatever they're gonna be fine yeah um it's gum it just it'll it doesn't get that stuck uh <laughs> basketball is the only four one on four sports without belts uh it's not the question uh that's not the question <laughs> next up um ross bernhardt wants to know at ross burn at ross underscore bernhardt it's the best sandwich for a baseball game that seems right up my alley i don't really have a good answer for that though it's just to me it's all about portability and like general mm. cleanliness i don't really like the trend toward part of the like you said like obviously i'm for the trend towards bigger and better stadium foods but I do find that some of that means stuff I can't really eat in a ballpark setting, like when you're going to eat right. on your lap in a, in a stadium seat. Right. And so I would say things that are going to stay together and not get all over my hands and my clothes are the ideal yeah. sandwiches. I am going to say that for me, one sandwich is basically the same as any other sandwich. So as long as it doesn't spill all over you, you've done a great job. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's right. Um, and finally, this is, I assume for me, I don't know if you're going to have a hot take on this, at Matthew Belasis asks, are players like TJ Rivera, who is an infielder on the Mets, uh, undervalued because they have marginal power potentials, think more a modern day Mex, he's referring to Keith Hernandez, versus a Ioannis Cespedes in terms of pay? Uh, Wow. I that is an all-you question. That is a complicated question for the end of the podcast. Uh, I would guess yes, um, but I would say with a guy like Rivera, and and this probably goes for a lot of guys like that, is he? There's just not a lot yet to show. He's he was a great hitter coming up through the minors. Uh, there's not not a lot yet to show that his solid, strong major league performance is the long-lasting one, and so I think that guys with a little bit more power, sometimes you can depend on that power a little more, um, and maybe that's that's part of why a guy would be undervalued. But also, if even if you're not hitting home runs, if you're a great hitter and, and all your other stats are great and you have gap power, you're going to get paid. You might not get paid like uh, a guy who hits 40 to 50 home runs, but there are so many stats at this point with which to evaluate baseball players that if you're good, 
people are going to know about it, and uh, your agent's going to know about it, and teams are going to know about it, and they're going to want you, and you're going to get paid. You might be slightly less valuable than a guy who hits lots of home runs, but guess what? Like, you're, you want to hit home runs. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. A home run is, mm-hmm. remains the most valuable thing you can do. That sounds like a very solid, insightful answer. Uh, I don't know if it is or not. I haven't really thought about it, and I probably missed a few points. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's, all the, that's all the questions we've got for today. Um, Hemel... Thank you for joining the show and begrudgingly answering uh, in insightful and interesting ways a bunch of questions that supposedly you had no interest in taking. Well, yeah, I'm here for begrudging appearances on the podcast for sure. You can check out the podcast. I mean, you already have, presumably, because you're you're 35 minutes into it. But if you, for whatever reason, just stumbled upon this somehow, and it's not from any of the major distribution platforms, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, various uh, various iTunes, uh, various podcast formats. I don't know. Uh, rate us, <laughs> review us, do all of those things. Tell us if it's good or if it's bad. We want to hear from you. Tweet at us. Hemel's at H at H E M J H A V E R I on Twitter. I am at O G T E D B E R G on Twitter. I'm just spelling things out today. Hemel, <laughs> save me. I gotta go. All right, bye, Ted. <laughs> Peace out.